0: The Hammerdown Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Welcome race fans to the Hammerdown Racing Report for Thursday, February or February <laughs> September, <laughs> September 29.
1: Race season's not that far away, no, Scott. I'm confused. What what show number is this?
0: I think I'm dyslexic. 052.
1: Ah, uh, come on, man. You can do better. 2 250.
0: 250. It's also our fifth 5-year anniversary. Really? Our first real show was uh, on this day in nineteen in, in uh, two thousand seventeen.
2: Really?
1: Yeah. So we've been. Was, this was that in the doubt?
2: Down- February
1: twenty what, what what studio was that in?
0: That was in Studio C. Okay. That was when we had one big camera and a I, lot did, of. Did we even
1: have a camera hills. on the first shows? I, think I don't so. think we did. I, think I we thought. Did. I thought we were just audio, but maybe. I don't remember. It's been a while. Anyway,
0: welcome to show number 250. We still haven't figured out how to do it yet, but we're still working on it. Uh, Mr. History Mystery Man, Don Radiball with us as well in the studio uh, to help us celebrate the five-year anniversary, uh, 250th episode of the Hammerdown Racing Report coming at you live on YouTube,
1: Facebook, and Twitter. Um... Get on the phone and call your friends. This is going to be a good show. I don't know. No, it really is. Is it really? Yeah, I, pro- to, I promise. We're
0: going to give away some Big D's pizza a little bit later. Uh, we also have a little bit of racing news, some uh, action from this past weekend we'll talk about. And uh, we're going to talk about the history mystery man himself sitting over there and ask him what that's all about and all the cool uh, videos he's put together. And I didn't, I in the little bit of research I did, I didn't realize you were a UT professor as well.
2: I was for about six, seven years. I taught night classes out there, which was one of the highlights of my life. I really enjoyed it, and I'd love to do more, but uh, uh, we'll see how that goes.
0: All right. Well, I want to know more about that. We'll get back to that. Uh, First got to mention Dominator Race Products. They have that fresh stock of Camaro and late model bumpers now in stock. They also specialize in body components for late models, modified sprint cars, street stocks, and much more. DominatorRaceProducts.com or call them 419-923-6970. Also available from reputable dealers across the USA. And Ron Miller Race Cars is one of those dealers. Oh, yeah, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> See how I did that. Oakshade Raceway, we're the fastest meet to race. Make sure to follow them on Oakshade or follow them at Oakshade Raceway or Oakshaderaceway.com. Race season is over, but uh, they have swap meet coming up on Saturday, October 15th, and the awards banquet then on the 20th Third of uh, December, so more Is details it, on that will be coming out.
1: Yeah, and, and they're, they they sort of have a show on the fourteenth of October,
0: the uh, Fremont Stocktober? October. Yes, sir. The Corey McCoy promoted Fre- <laughs> Fremont Speedway Stocktober? October.
1: Scott, I think that's going to be a fun show. Yeah, and uh,
0: Oakshade Raceway pitching in to make that a uh, thousand to win plus. You know, as a base, I think that uh, with all the bonuses, though, I mean, you're going to make more than a thousand. To win if, if, if you if, win if
1: some of our listeners have been in a vacuum it's the Fremont trucks using their rule book versus the Oakshade super stocks using their v- rule book versus the uh, Toledo Speedway factory stocks and all three classes have to be legal by their tracks rule book I
0: thought the factory stocks have to be legal by Oakshade's rule book I could be wrong minus the, maybe from the something about the ignition. Um, oh yeah, they could
1: put uh, they could run an MSD ignition yeah. if they wanted.
0: So uh, that's coming up on Friday, October fourteenth. We'll talk more about that uh, probably the week before because that'll be uh, an interesting show. They Fremont has a really promoted. The week really before promoted. is not that far away. Scott. That's true. Yeah. Well, the week before that weekend before that is the Jim and Joanne Ford Classic at Fremont Speedway. So right, and, a- and
1: it's also the uh, Whiteford Fall Festival. So oh yeah, so you. You folks uh, looking for something to do on October 8th, I urge you to come to the Whiteford Fall Festival. Uh, There's going to be a huge, lot of race cars there. Huge car show, uh, including race cars. And uh, we'll be putting kids in the race cars so they can
0: Not drive them around, to,
1: though. Uh, but they can let their imaginations run wild.
3: Okay.
0: And it's free to uh, come and attend that, is uh, it? Yep, not?
1: free attendance. There is a $5 donation for parking. And uh, if you're cash-strapped... Just tell them you can't afford it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Contact free frame photos for all
0: your racing photo needs from action shots to victory lane. Now is the time to be working on that custom 2023 uh, calendar for your fans, your crew members, your family members that are fans of certain racers. You, you know, know, if
1: there's somebody you don't like, you could probably. You
0: just buy a picture from uh free frame photos and put it up on a dartboard.
1: Yeah, but you could have a calendar made up with wrecked cars and all. <laughs> Charlie has a lot of really cool photos, so you could do a revenge calendar if you needed to.
0: Uh, get a hold of uh, Charlie 419-476-9978. Uh, free frame photo, special moments frozen in time. And if uh, you don't have a photo that uh, that's going to work perfectly, he can uh, set up uh, an appointment to uh, do. Photo, a photo shoot, a photo shoot, yeah. So maybe you got a hot model you want to put on a race car or something. I'm sure Charlie be down for that. I
1: think Charlie does things also uh, other than race cars. Okay. Got a special event you need photographed? Give him a call. There you go.
0: Also, thanks to Big D's Pizza, Rambler Race Cars, Headhunters Barber Studio and Salon in Perrysburg, and uh, joining us as we mentioned. Mr. Don Radiball, how's it going?
2: I'm great. How are you, Scott? Pretty
0: good. Good to uh, see you. What what shirt are you wearing there? Salem Speedway. One of
2: my favorite all-time events. It's the Halloween 200, and it's coming up uh, mid-October at Salem Speedway. uh, Street stocks on the high-banked half-mile paved oval. Um, They're the best street stocks in the country as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know when these guys go down to Bristol for the Bristol Nationals you can watch the running orders it's always the Salem guys that are right at one two three four five six I mean these guys I mean Salem is Bristol but it's Salem is rougher than than a corn cob. I mean, it's a serious challenge to get around this place. It's a really cool race. Uh, it's been ongoing since 1989. It's the richest pavement street stock purse in the country, the Halloween 200 at Salem. They start three abreast, and they start, you know, whoever shows up is going to be in the race. You know, if they, if if 80 cars showed up, they'd start 80 cars. That These days, uh, they've grown way beyond the enduro race car. They're bona fide sure. race cars now, race car bumper to bumper. So, you know, you might have between 40 and 50, but it's a, it's such a cool race. It's one of my favorite shows. Uh, and I, I absolutely love, and I'll be announcing it by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> there oh, sure it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been, so the, you're still doing, some I've been the announcer at Salem for the last three years now. So I travel, it's a, I don't know what a 600 mile round trip. Let's say how um, how many
0: hours does it take to get there? Ah,
2: five five. Okay. You know, for the normal guy, I can do it in four and a half or something. Me, six, because <laughs> <laughs> I kind of put a, put along like an old man and stop when I want wherever I see a brown historical mar- marker sign. Ooh, I, I pull over. <laughs> yeah. I'm really a geek that way, but it, it, Salem Speedway, you know, since 1947. Uh, it is the history there is beyond spectacular. It's so cool. Such a story track. And this event is their crown jewel. Now more people come to see the Halloween 200 than any other race, Really, anything it's, Oh God. Yeah. N- it, lately. Nothing has come close it's in a phenomenal show. What weekend is it again? It's, I don't know that it's mid October. So Mid-October, it's April okay. or April. There I go. You, yeah. were, you were calling gotcha. out <laughs> today is February 29th uh, leap year. Yeah. I think it is. There's, no, it's, it's October 15, 16, okay. whatever that weekend is. It's a Sunday afternoon. The the
0: Fremont race Friday night. And then uh, it's a Sunday
2: afternoon show. There
0: you go. And you could drive real slow then all day Saturday to make it in time.
2: (laughs) It's such a cool race. I'm telling you, I I absolutely love it. And I'm going to give, I give a ghost tour of the track because it's, we're getting close to Halloween. Um, yeah, I give a ghost tour of the track. So we, we all carry around these little tiny candles. Ooh. And, last, you know, last year we were thinking we might get 10 or 12 people. Man, we it, it was, I think, more than 100 signed up. I don't know what's coming. And then it rained. But I don't know what's coming this year. Uh, but there, there's quite a bit of interest in it. And, you know, Salem, 11 drivers have lost their lives at Salem over the years. So, right. you know, there are points of interest all the way around that storied track. Um yeah, it's it's, it's really, I, I love the place.
0: Before we get uh, t- into too much detail, of yeah, this I didn't here. mean to do a sale. No, no, it's fine. Huh? fine. No, it's fine. This show's I, about well, you,
2: Send them a bill. See, that's the nice thing about doing a, a podcast. A we can go on and on
0: forever, okay. or we can be as quick as we want. But yeah. uh, give us a, a little bit of uh, your background in racing. Uh, let's just start out with the racing part of things because you got so much going on. Well,
2: I know you guys are attached to Oakshade Raceway in a big way and Fremont. I know Ron's building a lot of those truck chassis for Fremont. Uh, It started for me at Fremont Speedway, falling asleep under the covered grandstands when I was a four-year-old kid, you know, there to see my hero, Raleigh Beale. Uh, by then, he had actually moved on to USAC, but that's where it started for me. My neighbor would take us down to Fremont Speedway. My hero was Raleigh Beale. It's all I wanted in life was to meet Raleigh Beale. Then my parents got divorced, very traumatic thing. And my mom married the guy that owns Raleigh Beale Sprint Car. So it was like, oh, my, Dad, get out. He couldn't leave soon enough, man. Uh, n- not really, but. Um, It it was, that's the way it worked out. My mom married the guy that owned his sprint car. And suddenly as a little kid, I was thrust into the USAC National Sprint Car League. And my stepdad, Ron Kilman, who owned the Rodeo Bar Special, won the 1973 USAC Sprint Car Championship with Raleigh Beal, the the railroader from here in Toledo. um, He took me everywhere and he knew I wanted to go. And I went everywhere from Williams Grove to Ascot Park to uh, you name it. I went. It it was such, so cool.
1: Our, our love of racing uh, is very similar. When I was six years old, my dad sponsored cars and owned one car at uh, Raceway Park, and he'd take me to Raceway Park, six years old, drop me off at the front gate, and uh, he'd go on out back and take care of business, and after the races were over, pick me up Um You certainly couldn't do that today. Yeah, I
2: was going to say, that's a bygone era. Who who takes their five- and six-year-old kids and dump them off, and I'll see you at midnight, you know? (laughs) It's so cool,
1: though. But but like you, I'm sure you had one of those little plastic cars, and and you probably played with that plastic car under the grandstands. I, I know I've talked to dozens of people who shared the same experience at the old Raceway Park.
2: It was the same thing. Our parents would turn us loose for the day, and the racetrack became, as it was for you, an adventure land. It was. was, There was so much magic. And at that time, in the late 60s, early 70s, the USAC Sprint Car League was the Sprint Car League in this country. It was the World of Outlaws, All-Stars, it was all, it was the
1: best of the best. It's what everyone aspired to.
2: It it packed the grandstands everywhere it went. You know, they'd come to Toledo Speedway, and I'd hear the announcer, you know, can you slide over and make some room we're trying to get everyone in and uh it was just you know they had Indy 500 rock stars that would drop in Foyt and Andretti and Rutherford and uh, Vukovich, and you know and mix it in with the low, with the USAC stars the Gary Bettenhausens and Larry Dixons and Raleigh Beals and it was an amazing childhood and it really developed my love for the sport
1: and while you were close with Raleigh uh my family was very close with Jim McCune and uh grew, grew up with that family so how yeah, cool Number 30. Or 88? 88. Was there... Did he wear a number 30 for a while? Or am Um, I... It's okay. I I think you're... thinking of Harold apel maybe i don't
2: know probably iggy katona or something i'm yeah, way out know, I, I, iggy, <laughs> iggy was number, was 30. The, number yeah. 30 yeah okay yeah that's right mccune was always 88 i'm sorry but uh, rich history here in toledo and, and, and jim you know was uh was a heck of a wheel man too he was he was good i remember watching him race and
1: his car owner donnie and builder uh donnie Litton, uh lived not real far from us so obviously i spent a lot of time there besides my dad's service station where two or three cars were already parked yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of things in common don
2: yeah it's so cool i love I can, it i've got and, two and, rand millers here and, and we couldn't <laughs> have
1: grown up in a better time
2: oh i i can't agree racing you know it's it's awesome today uh i i do think um as cool and as awesome as racing is today with all the technology we have um it's great it's so much fun to watch uh, but for me, going back to that era, it was more, I'm not going to say it was more exciting and better racing than it is today, but to me, it was more interesting. And I'm I'm going back to the era before me too, when the men climbed in those open wheel cars without power steering. You know, they reached out and and pumped the handbrake, or, or the nope. pump the mechanical fuel pump, and, 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 and pulled the a, handbrake. And
1: just a little loop behind your head. And
2: I'm and exactly a little roll bar behind yeah, your head, exactly. and and uh, you know, open face helmets, of course, and you could actually. See, and I do remember this as a kid—the open-face helmets, of course. But what was so? There was so much character to that because you could actually see the expressions on their face. I mean, can you? You can't even see the driver now. No, you and, might see the little and, bubble
1: of a and helmet. just a t- just a T-shirt. Oh no, no, no drivers suit. Seriously, I mean, yeah. can
2: you imagine? It's no wonder they came by the tens of thousands to see these gladiators, but. You know, I, I just the,
0: the era. I Look mean, at these stupid guys wearing t shirts <laughs> in these
2: cars. I, I mean, mobile oil t shirt, yeah, with cigarettes rolled up in the sleeve, you know, I, just a, a phenomenal era. And, and, you know, so many men didn't survive that era, too. Uh, and they really helped pave the way for the superstars we know today.
0: So, so back to you. How did you, from your childhood, get into uh, uh, announcing and then working for, for ARCA?
2: Um, I, uh, uh, When I, I got in late, I got in the game late because I never announced till I was 32. You know, most announcers are doing it in their twenties, you know, and they get started. early. I got started late. Uh, I was going to Toledo Speedway and local tracks and no offense to those still living, but I'd sit there in the grandstands and I'd listen to those announcers and I'd say to myself, well, you know what? I, I think I could do better than that guy. I don't I don't think he's very entertaining at all. I think I can do better. Now put your money where your mouth is, right? Long story short, I went to the Bowling Green Mall in the dead of the winter, back when they'd put all the race cars on the mall floor. Uh I remember those days. Oh, I I, yeah. I thought that was cool. But anyway, Earl Baltus was there with all really? his really? his bodyguards or all those people that were around. Him. I don't know who they Well, I said this is my this is my one chance. I walked up to Earl Baldus, I swear to God, I got on my knees and I said, sir, please, I, you don't know me, I know, but I just, I want, I want so bad to announce, if you just give me one, one chance, one, I swear, I, and I'm going on and on and on, and then he's looking at me like I, I'm a complete fool, <laughs> and then there's dead silence, and now I'm just thinking, oh my God.
1: I've just embarrassed myself. <laughs> like
2: I did, for sure, but then he looked at me and said, well, I'll tell you what, come on out for the USAC Sprint Car Opener in March, I'll let you do a heat race. I said, I'll be there, you know. I was the first guy at the track that day, I swear. There was him and me. You drive the water truck too? <laughs> I would, but I ran up to him. I said, Mr. Baldus, it's me. You said I could announce. He, he looked at me and said, I did? I go, yeah. You don't remember? He goes, "Uh, well, get up there, and, and I'll, I'll see that you get on. So I went up in the wheelhouse there, uh, announcer, whatever, the scoring stand, announcer's booth. And I was just, I was so scared because uh, I had never talked on the microphone before. And um, I didn't know if he was even going to come up. But I, I'll tell you what I did that day, which I still make a habit of doing now. There were, I swear to God, there were 150 cars there that day between four divisions. I went around to every car there and took notes on every team there in case no matter what race I got, I was going to know something about these guys. And he went up. He put me on for a USAC uh a sprint car eight lap heat race I remember Benny Rapp was in the race I think um I don't know why I remember that but he put me on and my I swear to god my I was so scared my my knees were like I I I felt like you could hear them banging each other (laughs) uh but anyway he I did it uh I summoned the courage and I did it and then he came up to me and put my arm he put his arm around me he goes here son this is Earl Baldus he goes come over here and scratch your name and number on the wall over here. And they were putting up new, they had just put up new drywall, hadn't been painted yet. And I bet it's still there, but I wrote my name <laughs> on the Eldora Speedway wall and phone number about three feet wide, big letters. big letter. I'm sure they covered it up. But, and then I came back for a show an all-star race. And then, uh, Max Warnock, the promoter of Portsmouth Raceway Park was there and said, son, you want a full-time job? And I said, yep, I'll take it. He goes, don't you want to know where it is? I go, I don't care. I'll take it. And so for three years, I drove to Portsmouth Raceway Park on the Ohio River from Toledo, Ohio, just to yak on their microphone, just to get started, just to get my opportunity.
1: Great, but, great racetrack. Oh, and, and, I love and that And wonderful track. promoter.
2: Uh, yeah. Absolutely. I never had, you know what? And you're going back to your early days in the sport, you reflect back. And those were my best times, literally. I I had so much fun. But that's how it started for me. I hope I didn't go on for way too long on that. So
0: how did you get involved with uh, ARCA then?
2: Well, I had been announcing, and then I started, I got, finally, I got more local. I was doing Lima Land on Friday night. Uh, Earl hired me as his full-time announcer, finally, at Eldor. I was Eldor's announcer in 1996. I was there one year. and um,
0: That's when I started at Millstream. Really? Yeah.
2: Cause I was I was before Eldora like about 93 I was doing Limeland, uh sometimes Fremont on Saturday and Millstream on the way home on Sunday uh and then Eldora creeped in and I was doing that uh more more full-time well, well every time they raced Scott
1: so. Scott you probably replaced Donny
0: uh I think Wade was actually
1: Wade Unger yeah, yeah. yeah he's there. awesome the Australian uh, he, yeah, announcer. yeah yeah he was
2: just kind of coming in when I was getting out anyway so yeah so so um i, I was doing that and then I, I guess making a name for myself locally and ron drager the president of arca in 1996 called me and said do you want a pr job our guy is going off to be a do tv on espn ray dunlap sure and i said uh uh, uh can, can i call you back on that (laughs) (laughs) and you know why because my dream in life was to be the announcer at Eldora I didn't want to leave that was all I wanted out of life and I couldn't believe it actually happened to me but I wasn't going to leave Eldora and then um Ned Jarrett reached out to me believe it or not and said Don you ought to think about taking that job at ARCA I think it would open some doors for you that maybe you can't see right now but you, when you consider where they go and what they do, I think it's a wonderful opportunity. So I called Ron back and said, yeah, man, I'll, I'll take the job. So I was a, their PR director for uh, 22 years. Wow. And, and that was a great era that I went through, yeah. by the way, the Frank Kimmel era. And, oh, yeah. Uh, it was so cool. So when,
0: when did you, uh, you and ARCA part ways then?
2: I left ARCA in June of 2018.
0: Did Char- is, that, is Charlie in your job now? Yeah, yeah, Char- okay. Charlie Crawl has, yeah. has the okay. job
2: I had. It's so much different now, though. The, the PR director back then is way different than what it is today. I mean, NASCAR owns Arca, yeah. so things change in a big way. Just as NASCAR was coming in, I was leaving. And I didn't leave because NASCAR was coming in. Um, that wasn't it at all. Uh, uh, but now, you know, I, I've had some opportunities to get back full-time in racing, I haven't taken them because I, I, I take care of my mother full-time. So that's why I came up with the History Mystery Man thing, so I could go on my time, on my schedule, and structure my schedule around the days you know I want to take. So
0: before, before we get into the okay. History Mystery Man thing, I wanted to ask you, with all the announcing that you've done, mm-hmm. what is the craziest thing you've seen on the track while you, you were announcing?
2: craziest thing boy that's at least one of the craziest a lot (laughs) well there has been a lot good and bad and everywhere in between um i remember well once when uh you know a funny thing to me was uh, a flagman for arca was just waving the flag up there one it might have been a flat rock an ARCA race at flat rock i I don't remember that part but he was um the the yellow flag (laughs) came off and he didn't realize it, and they're Keep going the put it out, put it out, put it out, and he's just frantically waving that stick, but <laughs> no flag attached. Uh, I know that's a very that, that's that's not much. Sorry, I kind of fell down there. But if I come up with something uh, throughout this broadcast, I'll, I'll bring it to your attention. But okay. uh, I, I, I saw I saw some great racing. I know that. Um, I mean, the first time I went to Daytona, there were seventy-two entries. For the Daytona ARCA 200, 72. First I, remember, time I, I remember those First days. time I went to DuCoin, the mild dirt, which those were my favorite, by the way, Springfield and DuCoin yep. mild dirts. First time I went to DuCoin, we had like 64 entries. And, man, it was tough. You had to make the race. You had to work your you-know-what oh, yeah. off to make the race. Absolutely. It wasn't just show up and you're in. How, was, did, how
0: did it, was it just qualifying for, for that back then? Or? Oh, yeah,
2: straight up. They'd start 41 on those mild dirts. Okay, wow. And uh, you know, but you'd also send more than 20 home. yeah, you know, it was tough. It was tough. yeah, yeah.
0: so let's uh, let's talk about the, this history mystery, man. How, how did you come up with that name and uh, what is it what is it about?
2: Well, I i don't really know that's the mystery. <laughs> <laughs> not, I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> I've even thought about changing my name, but I, uh, you know, I was just doing little I'm a history geek. Seriously, especially American that, That's history. why you stop
0: at all the little brown signs. Oh, so you
2: know so. it, man. I'm so annoying to travel. That's why I usually just travel alone, because nobody wants to deal with every brown historical marker sign every six <laughs> miles, but th- that's what ooh, I do. Ooh, I, ooh. You know, I, just, uh, I was making posts on Facebook, little historical posts about Abraham Lincoln. I love Lincoln, and um, a friend of mine from high school said, hey, those are cool. You should keep doing that. He goes, you should get your... You know, you should you should blog," he said. "You should blog." So I checked out all the blog sites and I called him. And he called me back a couple months later and said, "Are you gonna? You ready?" I go, "Yep, I'm ready. I'm gonna start blogging. I'm gonna start sending my stuff to blogspot.com and blog this and blog that." He goes, "Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You know, send it? No, you you have what you have to you don't send it. Don't give your stuff away. Create your own brand. Come up with your own name. Create your own brand and go from there." Uh, so I don't know how it came to my mind, but I came up with history mystery, man, and it kind of stuck. Uh, I th- had thought about recently changing my name, but it's now almost too branded now to, to get away from it. It started out as just writing historical articles and it turned into things I love with video. And if you see my videos, it, you know, it's nothing more than me walking around with a cell phone. It's kind of embarrassing, but that's how I do it. <laughs> uh, uh but, but um, I, I, I do small town America, I do history I do racing, most of my audience wants racing, that's what I give them mostly but I do drop in some small town America segments and I do a lot of uh, 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 I do some maritime stuff too because I was in the maritime industry right. for, for 12 years so um, I, I, you know the Great Lakes maritime history is really super duper popular my highest ranking video of all time is one I did on the Edmund Fitzgerald last year, oh, yeah. about okay. this time, because it went down in November of 1975, but there is worldwide interest in that. So one thing grew to the next, and I don't know where this history mystery man thing is going. Uh, I'm just going to keep chipping away at it and, and see what happens. I've met some wonderful people, um, uh, you know, people watching from Australia and New Zealand and South Africa, and I've heard from Ireland, and it's just really cool to connect with the world this way because i mean this is me i mean i i it's it's the authentic me (laughs) as close as i understand myself to be
0: (laughs) and if you want to check those videos out you can just search uh, history mystery man yeah uh, youtube or facebook i'm pointing i
2: want to point point people to youtube that's that's where i can begin to earn a little money um uh, 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 so yeah, I'm trying to point people to History Mystery Man on YouTube. Just do your promos
1: on Facebook and get the hooks. Point out. everybody to yeah,
2: yeah. I I, I kind of do that now. I just I put the video story up on Facebook and it links you to YouTube. So I'm trying to groom people just to go go to YouTube. But um,
0: and how often do you put up a video? I, I saw you put up one oh. just last night.
2: Uh, well, I I'm I'm going to uh, I try to do. Uh, no less than one a week because my videos they tend to be on the longer side they're at least 20 minutes so they're actual movies so one a week sometimes as much as two a week and i've got like a- a- enough content right now to make probably eight to nine more movies i mean i was at uh what's that racetrack uh wayne county speedway tuesday night with kyle larson's new high limit sprint car series okay, they
0: got rained out
2: yeah, which was a bummer, but
0: there was a lot of people there.
2: Oh my God, the <laughs> sprint car field they had was awesome. However, it got rained out. Yes, but I got my interview with Kyle Larson, so I was cool. I got what I came for, you know. That uh, ought to be a big and, one. And on I YouTube. got I got out late. I got or I got out early because the show was canceled. So I went to downtown Worcester and I, I combined it with a little small town thing, which is it'll be done tomorrow actually or tomorrow or saturday
0: which one the larson or the wooster or both they're, they're good it's combined. combined okay it's combined
2: and you know it, you know a lot of people don't know who i am out there when i'm trying to interview drivers and they're busy and all that and drivers will decide they're too busy and they won't interview with me like no i don't have time right now Well, you I,
1: need to have a history mystery man shirt i probably up. i do there you go
2: i Yes, I do. I do. You need to
0: have an apparel trailer <laughs> need, with you wherever a, you go. There's a lot of things
2: I need. But my <laughs> my point is Kyle Larson, so I've had I've interviewed him 4 times. He has never ever turned me down for an interview. Wow. I mean, it's 4, but hey, you know, yeah. he's Kyle Larson, who I think is the greatest driver in America right uh, now. Uh, and I, I mean, ama- some people amazing talent. Uh I Beyond, I mean, the skill. I think he was just. I don't want to say he's not learned it and perfected it along the way, but he he he's born with something. He's that an other a, people don't he's have an AJ
1: Foyt a Mario Andretti. He's he's just got. Where, where would he
0: rank in like the all time driver? You know, like those drivers uh, Ron just mentioned. Is he the best ever, or who would you say is the best yes. ever?
2: Okay I would say Carl Kyle Larson is the best driver I've ever seen in my lifetime. There is no one doing what he's doing. and what I mean by that is you know running as well as he does, he's the defending NASCAR Cup Series champion, uh, signed his new contract with Hendrick, but nobody's doing you got cup drivers coming over and playing with sprint cars here there and everywhere, but nobody is winning. You know he climbs out of his cup car and goes to a World of Outlaw race and he wins and he, wins a dang race. He
0: didn't win. Uh, was it Tuesday night? I think it was Tuesday night. Wednesday uh, night. Wednesday last yeah, night. Yeah, you're right. Last at night, at Atomic, at, at Atomic in a in a late model. Yeah, he was up to the top Correct. five and then he started falling he, back.
2: I didn't say he won them all, but the,
0: <laughs> but the fact. But he has <laughs> won in the late model.
2: He he. I was at Eldora with a, a World of Outlaw late models early spring this year. He won the dang race. Davenport. All the heavy hitters were there. Uh, so no one is, you know. These guys like to play in their sprint cars and dirt cars every now and then, but nobody's going to the big leagues of the World of Outlaws, Lucas Oil, uh, Late Model Series, and actually winning, you know.
1: But, Don, he's the one that was kind of a, a groundbreaker uh, with drivers running in different series. If, if you look recently, you know, the, the Cup drivers were in a cocoon, and that was all they could do. And he broke ground by running in all those different series. Tony and, Stewart kind
0: of did that, too, he- but just But
1: Mr. Hendrick gave him his blessing to do it. And now you see these guys uh, honing their skills on dirt because they think it helps them uh, in the Cup Series.
2: I, I, it must. I mean, so he was going to run his high-limit sprint cart tour at Wayne County Tuesday. As you mentioned, Scott, he was at Atomic last night. He's at Tyler County Speedway in West Virginia tonight in a dirt late model. And he's then the the he goes from there right to the Cup. Where, where's Cup at this weekend? I don't even know.
0: Uh, uh, Talladega. Oh,
2: is it Talladega? Talladega? Yeah. Oh, oh got to see that. He's,
0: he's been at Millbridge. He's, he's, at the, little, the little uh nah, he, he's, fun to,
1: he's fun to watch at Millbridge. Yeah.
0: He does, that. he does it all. I mean, what hasn't he raced?
2: He's so... He's so cool. I really admire that guy. Um, I, I it's it's hard for me to walk up to Kyle Larson and ask for an interview. Hey, hey man, I'm the history mystery <laughs> bad guy. We, you know, but but you know, I said I know, and I it's usually the same thing with me. Man, look, Kyle, I know I'm a pain in the ass, but just like if just two minutes, if you could, he goes, you're not a you know you're not. Come on up here, you know, and and then that settles you down that you can get the interview you want, but. Uh, I I really, really admire him. And yes, if I had to choose one guy, I'd say he's the best driver. You know, I'm really, I don't know if, maybe the best driver in the world, just because nobody's doing what he's doing. Now, when I say that, Formula One people balk and say, hey, they're the best drivers in the world, and, Maybe they are. I don't know, but I'll tell you what. I'd turn that around any day. Put a Formula One guy in a dirt in in a sprint car at at Wayne County on a Tuesday night, and then we'll talk. (laughs) Send
1: them to Eldora.
2: (laughs) Okay, that pick one. Oakshade. I don't care. (laughs) You know, I mean, I I think he is just a, a fascinating character, and he's been super kind and courteous to me, and I'm so grateful when I can get my little cell phone camera in front of Kyle Larson, my numbers go up. It helps my cause what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, maybe if I could get an interview with Ron Miller sometime, my numbers might yep. explode. I, mean, I don't <laughs> know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but it's
1: try it and find out. Yeah. I've, so got, we, I've got stories that go back a whole lot. Deeper I, than you would be
2: very interesting to interview yeah. because we have similar pasts. You yeah. know, you grew up like I did and, and we grew our love for the sport in the same way,
1: you know. So 20 minutes ain't going to cut it. No. No. You don't <laughs> Not need a longer all. video I'm for talking that. way may, too may, much multi, here on.
0: multi-parter thing. Uh who who's the most entertaining driver you you've uh interviewed as far as the interview portion of it?
3: Mm, mm, mm,
2: mm, Cuz you know some drivers So um, some
0: drivers, you know, are they give like yes, no, yes, you no. You know who's really and,
2: cool. Uh have you ever heard of uh, a guy named T. Mez, Thomas Meserell, oh, yeah. the sprint car driver. Yeah. He's awesome. I was I was at Eldora for the Four Crown Nationals this past weekend covering Kaylee Bryson, the young lady doing so well. And I was just kind of hanging around in Mezzeral's pit. And this has never happened to me, but he came up to me and shook my hand. I mean, he didn't know who I was. But he just saw me there and said, hi, I'm Thomas Mesereau. Uh what
0: are you you doing in my pit he didn't know
2: it was just (laughs) i'd never heard a driver you know come up to me and introduce himself to me which is cool i said and that opened up the door for me hey can we get an interview here can i talk to you he goes absolutely so he was really really super entertaining ken schrader um is is beyond beyond awesome um i I don't know that there's a more down-to-earth a uh, uh, real human on Earth and trader and he's so dang funny. A couple of years <laughs> ago, we
1: had Kenny Wallace on, and that one. Oh, that was yeah. That yeah, that one was a hoot.
2: He was on your show. Yes. Oh, how cool.
0: He didn't come in here. No.
2: He <laughs> I know, but you had him. You had him on the phone, right? right. Yeah. He, he's 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 a very i just did a show on kenny wallace racing his modified at lima Land earlier this summer that would that, that did very very well yeah entertaining wise kenny wallace would certainly rank yeah. right up there yeah awesome. for sure <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what uh what do you enjoy uh, most about putting those uh the videos together i mean do you do you prefer doing just the history ones or the racing ones, or is it the same? I, I'm I'm
2: such a history geek. If I could just get away with history and small town America, which I love, maybe you should make like two I, channels. I, I, do it. Like I, I know history,
0: mystery man, <laughs> racing channels. It's history too much mystery
2: work. No. I can't keep up with what I'm doing now. Uh, it's all you I'm don't want one. to divide your audience. Well, I, you know, I don't. I don't. They may already be divided. I, I don't know. Um, but. Uh, you know, I, I'm just going to mix it all there. I've heard that you got to have a specific genre and stick with it. Well, that's not me. I'm not just racing. Uh, there's more to me than, you know, cars going fast in circles. I love history. I love small-town America. I love the maritime industry, having worked in it for 12 years uh, right out of high school.
0: So so uh, why? Do, what, what is it about history that, uh, that I, you love? How did you get into that?
2: I um, went to the library when I was nine years old. And I came home with a children's biography on Abraham Lincoln, and uh, it was a pretty big book for a little kid. I thought hardcover book, and I just I locked myself in my room and started shut the door, and started reading that book, and i did not come out of that room i did not come out to eat i didn't come out to go to pee i didn't come out to that book was done i had my i hope it atten- wasn't too long <laughs> i don't i i forgot about everything i got lost in that book and and i i had never got over that experience of reading that children's biography on lincoln and i've been reading studying about him ever since i mean he, he's my man he's the man for for me um yeah i mean I, i've been i've been in his he has he, he owned one home in his lifetime it's in springfield illinois it's still there it's now a national park and it's still free to go in
0: do you have an uh, episode it, on him
2: i i, I do okay. a few but okay. i think i would i've been in his home more than he was in it i mean <laughs> I, I i just uh so the history thing i don't know you know um you know people say you should always live in now and look ahead and i'm Spent a lot of time looking back, but you I gotta, love that. You got
0: to learn from the past so you don't repeat
1: the same well, mistakes.
2: That's true, and we we cannot even begin to know where we are or where we have a chance to go without understanding, on some level, where the hell we came from. That's it. You know, I find history fascinating.
0: So, what did, what did you teach uh, as a professor at UT?
2: I taught um, uh, It's going to be something bus- off. business communication. I still don't know what that is, but I I, I taught it. Um, I, but the what, the thing I got pretty good at was I I taught um, media writing, which is the 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 difference between writing for television and writing for radio, or writing for uh, uh, print. Brent. Yeah. Um, so I did that, but mostly it, it got into uh, public presentations, which was teaching the students about public speaking, getting up in front of a class and getting somehow, some way, on some level, comfortable with it. Um, uh, our
0: producer says uh, Larson won his heat race, and he's he? going to start on the outside pole of the Hillbilly 100.
2: Today. Awesome. <laughs> Hillbilly 100, that used to live at Pennsboro. Yes. And now it's at Tyler County in West Virginia. But, yeah, I am a forever Kyle Larson fan. And, I yeah, he's he's the best in my book.
0: And he's, he's still – relatively young too yeah yeah i mean i mean he's not 16 or like some of these kids that
1: are coming in but no he's
2: he's he's in the middle of his career you know, you
1: know as cup careers go he was actually a little on the old side getting in Yeah. yeah what,
0: what do you think about uh about drivers now kind of having to bring a sponsor with them to get a, a ride
1: and, and especially you're seeing it in the arca series yeah what, yeah 16 years old and they're running speedways well
2: if you're coming at 16 you're you're not coming with your own bag of money it's Man, someone you, else's you can bet on that. <laughs> but um yeah it, it's 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 a new era i mean if you want a good ride in arca if you i mean you you've got to have the financial connection whether it be a wealthy family and i saw a lot of that rich dads bringing their kids to arca and they could live there you know for a few years but if they're Kid didn't move on, you know. They'd say, "Okay, I've I, I spent about five million. I'm, I'm done. Six million, I think it is. So we're done." But, I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. Now there are still a few stories out there where kids coming, bringing their helmet bag, and getting that opportunity. They are very rare now. You have to have the connection, even if your last name's Earnhardt anymore. It doesn't matter. Really? You got to have the backing. But Chase Briscoe, Chase Briscoe went and slept on couches at Cunningham Motorsports and swept the floor and Briggs Cunningham took a liking to the air to Procter and Gamble but took a liking to that kid got him the ARCA ride and then you see where he is now.
0: So have you ever uh, been in a race car?
2: Yes. Raced? Well I did race go-karts at Hasselback Speedway in Fremont. (laughs) Oh yeah but uh, I I was in a race car uh, one one time one time. And how'd you do? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) it was that. it was the, remember the Detroit iron class at Toledo Speedway, the quarter mile? I do. Well, they had about, it was my, Randy Cornett let me drive his car, you know, because I helped him one night. And uh, there was like 40 cars there and I had never done it before. And, you know, I didn't know, I hadn't have a clue. I was all by myself. I had no help, but I did make the feature and just barely from my heat and started dead last i made about three laps sailed over one of those tractor tires came down on the front end both tires exploded and i drove slowly cautiously you know away around turns one and two back to the pitter blowing my horn man (laughs) but i had done it (laughs) so i'm gonna say did i ever race no well, Let's it sounds go like it. you did.
1: Well, okay, if you want to count. You that. had fun.
2: Yeah, well, no, I was scared to death, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: uh... Another one of those knees-knocking-together moments. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. So that... of those cars, man, they didn't have anything in them. I don't even know that thing had a cage. It did not have a cage in it. There were no, uh, like, uh, sidebars in the side.
1: A, might have had a roll bar or something.
2: I think there was just a roll bar behind me. But if you got hit in the side, were you, you wearing, were in trouble. Were you wearing were, an
0: open-face helmet no, and a T-shirt? No, I, I
2: did have a full-face helmet oh, okay. and my black leather jacket.
1: Were those in the Sonny Adams <laughs> days? or the, That was or, cool, were, man. Was that Sonny Adams days or Herb? Adam, or Herb, uh,
2: That had to have been Sonny Adams days. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so no, I, I never raced. I, I was too chicken butt to race. I mean, growing up as a kid, uh, in that '60s and '70s, you say, I mean, I saw drivers die, and it oh, did have an effect on me. It scared me, you know. And yeah. yeah, I don't know if I just don't have the courage for it, but I knew early on that that's not what I wanted to do, you know.
0: So no desire to get back in a uh, a race car after <laughs> that Detroit Iron. Absolutely Not even with
2: all the safety okay. equipment they have today. No. No, so
1: like uh, Roy says you were pretty awesome in a go-kart. No? I,
2: I, I I I thought I did pretty good. I won the first race I ever entered.
1: Really? Was I, this a dirt track?
2: I, no, it was a road course in okay. Hass- okay. Hasselback okay. Speedway in Fremont, Ohio. I had a Margay Pro X chassis. Um, I, I I thought I did well. I thought I did very well. I thought I had a knack for it, but, again, you know, when you I flipped one time on that thing and flipped bad and you know they don't have roll cages as you know and i got tossed out of course but it bothered me and i thought you know i'm and i hurt myself i hurt my back but i was okay but i said you know this this isn't going to be for me but i thought i did well um when i crashed and i was laying on my back on the pavement i remember looking up into the sky and one of the first races i saw was royce Carnett because he was there <laughs> Looking down, him and Bill Schneider were looking down oh, at boy. me like, "Are you dead?" <laughs> 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 oh God, no, no. Um, so you're
0: sticking to uh, being the media guy and just uh, doing the. Well, interviews.
2: I mean, my racing career is for is over. You know, my I'm I'm doing some. I've been. This is probably my last year renouncing at Salem. Um the announcing part doesn't hold the magic for me like it once did. It was so cool and so much fun for a while, but now, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna play history mystery man. I'm gonna see where this thing goes. Uh, but beyond that, I, I I don't really want anything out of this industry in, anymore. I've been I, I spent 30 years full time in the industry. That's plenty. Uh, I do have interests, as you know, outside of racing and. Um, so, so yeah, no, my, my racing career is for all intents and purposes over outside of the history mystery, man.
0: All right. Well, if uh, you ever miss it, I'm and- all i always look for help uh, at oakshade to, to help me well, uh, so. well
2: uh, if you were like couldn't be there you were i mean i live here in sylvania just like you do if you couldn't be there i mean i would i would absolutely go out and cover you or something like that See, Scott does, I and guess what and that, the good part is i don't want your job dude scott, so, but scott, i would cover you if that's needed. okay scott i'm does, sorry ron
1: that's all right scott does double duty you know he races so. how do you do that racing and that's a lot of running he doesn't even I made have a
0: video this past week just to kind of document it. I've been doing it for like 10 years. And Seriously, you you
2: like, you race your super stock. So, right? yeah. So I go. thunder stock. We start or whatever the they are. show. Super.
0: And then a couple races before my race, I'll have somebody that I've already lined up that helps me. He, he steps in and I run back to the pits, get all suited up, get in the car, go out, do my heat race, get unsuited. Up. Hopefully, I didn't break anything and then don't have to do any post race stuff. Otherwise, my crew chief kind of handles all that. I run back up to the tower. Ta- well, I take off my fire suit, run back up to the tower. Good until feature time. After uh, late model feature, usually I run back down, get back in my fire suit, do my 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 feature race, take it off, go back up to the tower, and finish off the night.
2: Now, that's a cool story. That's the stuff I look for. As far as little side stories and cool stories like that with flavor. That's There's got no history there. Though. I don't care. It's got serious flavor to it. <laughs> You're the only human on earth I've ever heard this story from. Um. So when you're in the car for the heat race, is someone covering you on the mic? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Who's that? Just various people. It's various, ver- various people. Like the fan drinking Budweiser. Yeah. Like,
0: hey, oh, William. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> they can do that. <laughs> Expire.
2: All you gotta do is talk, right? Or, yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. It's not too hard.
2: So, so someone does fill that space yeah. for you. Oh yeah. They take over. If you ever can't be there, i I'd, I'd run out there. All right. Uh, and, dude, and keep in mind, I don't want a job. That's okay. I don't I, want a job. But.
0: I'd rather race than do the announcing thing. Would you really? Oh, yeah. Don't tell Pam. I know. Pam, if you're listening to her. And ears. you've been Earmuffs. the announcer
2: at Oakshade since when?
0: 2000.
2: Wow, that's a long tenure at yeah. one track. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, awesome. That's I, very. I, that's I, resisted,
0: I resisted the urge to, to do the, to get into racing as far as owning my own car until 2013 at least. So I held out for a while.
1: He that's a, 22 years. He had a test yeah. drive in a late model for.
0: Yeah, this guy made me run, run his late model. I didn't wreck it, though.
1: No, just darn near. Why not? <laughs> scared the hell out of me.
2: <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. Well, that's cool. That's 22 years the announcer at one track. That, I mean, uh, kind of like Brian List guy.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's been forever.
2: announcing at Fremont forever.
0: Well, you know, uh, Rick Eschelman Of course. He uh he was the announce he was my predecessor at Oakshade. I'd met him when we started uh, announcing at Millstream back mm-hmm. in the late 90s and then when he got the job at Eldora as the announcer down there, he told Pam to call me and that's how I became the announcer out at, at Oakshade.
2: That's so cool. I, w- I wonder how long Brian Lisky has been at Fremont
0: for as long as I can remember
2: before you yeah but, yeah, I- yeah I mean he's a good he's a great announcer. Oh yeah i like listening to him. He, he, is, he, he does really really good. He does
0: there Attica and Mansfield.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Did you say Mansfield?
0: Waynesfield. Oh, Waynesfield. He
2: Waynesfield. he does all three of those.
0: Well, Waynesfield only runs like uh, three or four shows. Less does. than a handful of races. Wow, yeah. yeah,
2: he's good. He's good. I like him.
0: Yeah, I worked with him once at Millstream Stream back when they were trying to revive that track about ten years ago. Is that when the
2: Hammers were trying to...
0: No, this was uh, before that.
2: And you're no relation to the Randy Hammers? I I am not. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I think the Fremont crew is actually running that race in cooperation with, uh, uh, what's his face, the owner. Greg Rowe? Greg, yeah. I couldn't think of his name. I think because Greg called me and had me work with Brian and the Fremont guys. Sure. And then there was once I worked with Jerry, and that's how I met Jerry.
1: Jerry Keezer
0: Who was the announcer at uh, Waynesfield and current announcer at Lima Land and Montpelier,
1: Indiana. And you I even know. worked with Larry Jewett, didn't you? I did not. I thought you Never. shared the microphone a couple times when he came up to visit.
0: Maybe when he visited, but I wasn't really, he was just visiting. Oh, okay. I don't think he was working, but. Uh, so once again, we, I don't want to make this about me, but uh, once again, how can people get a hold of you if uh, they have an idea for for uh, you know something to, for you to check out or uh, maybe there's a driver say hey you want to interview me? Uh,
2: yeah, I mean you can you know uh, go to the History Mystery Man on on Facebook. Well, I mean you can leave your comments on on my YouTube, YouTube. channel. Okay. Uh, leave your comment there. I'll, I'll reach back to you. Uh, you can message messenger me on through the Facebook app. And I answer everybody too. I mean, even if, Ron. If,
1: you you do Facebook Messenger? <laughs> is that, is know, that a thing, or did I? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I do. And I, do, I do you have t- a TikTok? I, and a Snapchat? I, I don't. Oh, okay. That's that's two nos. I have I have uh, you, I have much more.
0: No, I have more respect for you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's 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 all about the. You can only do so much. You know, I I seriously I take care of my mother full time and i do i play history mystery man around that so i have thousands and thousands of hours in editing these shows together yeah i mean it's the the time i i do scratch my head at night wondering to myself (laughs) why am i doing this what am i doing it for and then i'll hear from the people saying man we really like that it was so cool and and it helps revive me to, to keep me going but I mean you go out with your little cell phone on your little gimbal stick and you bring back all this footage. You bring back 2 hours that you have to cram into 20 minutes. And it's kind of like it's like heaven and you put lay all your clips on the timeline. It's kind of like being a painter and you have all these clips or paints that you can choose from <laughs> yeah. and create this all these colors. piece of art, you know, <laughs> all these colors. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I always have a hard time with that cuz it's like I like this part. I don't want to get rid of that. But,
2: I know yeah. that's the thing. You come back with three hours, and you're trying to cram it down to 18 minutes. It's you should it's make difficult. some
0: director cuts. You know, release do maybe if you're you, you don't have any new uh, videos to to put out, you go back and revisit. Do
2: you keep all the raw footage, or is that I a, do not? It's okay, just, never it's mind. Too it. mu- it's too much. Never mind. It's, I do save the uh, the finished piece uh, on a separate hard drive, but it, the, all the raw footage, you know, I don't I don't know if there's. My computer's not big enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> Neither is Hard my track. brain.
0: All right, well, uh, let's <laughs> let's move on here and, and knock out uh, some uh, racing roundup and some racing news. and uh, don't want to keep you too long.
2: Season- oh, I'm fine. I'm season's getting
0: it is yeah, we're, It is, yeah. Oakshade Raceway, uh, last race of the season out there this past Saturday. Rusty Smith. Uh, picking up the win in that uh, sportsman-modified dirt duel, that was a pretty cool deal.
1: It was. And a sportsman won, and a, and a modified was second, and they were very competitive time-wise. Good show.
0: Modified was third. I think uh, Carter Murday was Oh, he second. did. He
1: snuck by. Yeah,
0: Fisk, Fisk finished uh, third. Scott, Fi-
1: Scott Fisk, yep. I don't think it was Shannon. Scott
0: Fisk. Shannon Fisk. There you go. Uh, yeah, they had a... Uh, they ran Sportsman and UMP Modifieds in a combined class for the first time at O.J. They had 40 cars show
1: up.
2: Wait a minute. Sportsman oh. racing with sportsman. the Modifieds? Yes.
1: Yeah. It's a, a Sportsman A lot of, lot of trash it. talk going on. The yeah. cars, other than the, the the Sportsman cars having fenders, were really pretty similar uh, on same tires, pretty much same engine rule. Um, Is it like
2: an 8-inch Hoosier Comanche kind of tire? Well,
1: it's an 8-inch uh, E-mod tire. Who, okay. So they yeah, they were similar. On the, they were on the same tire.
2: Yeah, but are the rules pair up?
1: Do the rules pair up? The cars were competitive with okay. one <laughs> or another. That's
3: interesting.
0: <laughs> it was there was some they tried it was a thousand a win deal. A bunch of sponsors put that together. So uh Rusty Smith uh actually picked up his second win in a row in the sportsman class. So uh I think that having more familiarity with the track kinda helped out the, the regular sportsman well, guys. Did
2: Gabe Mueller race? He did. Did he?
0: And uh, he won the Dominator Superstock feature.
2: No surprise there. I really like him. He, he's an awesome, awesome dude. Um, he's a nice guy. He um, he won the Limerland Championship this year in his right. first year. And I think he finished second at Eldora, did he not? Or? Right.
1: Was they he? were disappointed that they yeah. finished second because <laughs> uh rained out, I think, the the last the race. Champ- oh, I
2: did it, really? Yeah. So yeah. he didn't get a chance to take a real run at it?
1: Right. He was down just a... Handful of points. Wow.
0: Uh, Casey Noonan won the uh, late model feature, the unofficial track champion for 2022. And Cody Kipp was the winner for the compact A-Main. Gage Rushlow won the compact B-Main. And Dan Dittman uh, picked up the win in the uh, super stock B-Main at Oak Chain. Fremont on.
1: Was that in. Was that in Gary DeMo's car? That
0: was in Gary DeMo's oh car. He was running the 12, yes.
2: How long has Oakshade been racing? I mean, how long has that track been there? 76.
0: 76, I believe, was wow. the first year. I thought it was 73, but you. Oh, I thought you says. were going to say 76 years. No, 76. 1976. Yeah, not that long.
2: Uh-huh. Not as old long. as
0: Not as old as some people. <laughs>
2: Careful. Careful. he did the whole circle i yeah, think he I was including himself on myself that on that. <laughs> i was
0: born before that so okay uh fremont speedway on saturday night zest sabo picked up his first career 410 uh sprint win that's cool at fremont there jamie miller uh sixth win of the of the season in the 305s he also picked up a dirt truck win his fifth win of the season is in that a, one of your
1: cars in a truck built by ron miller yeah, race yeah. cars I mean, he
0: was bragging about that earlier yeah uh, <laughs> take my cheap <laughs> shots where yeah. i can my pillier motor speedway was in action uh, saturday night as well travis nichols uh won that street stock uh won the street stock feature drew raider uh was the winner in the thunder midgets josh gamblin uh was the hornet winner and chris hunter was the uh, super stock rumble thousand dollar winner i do believe Ooh. there uh Derek losh won the modified feature there
2: uh, uh, by the way, Montpelier has been around. A while. It goes way, way back. One of the oldest tracks in America, if I'm not mistaken. Really? It, wh- really? I mean, way, way, way back.
0: It's a fun trace to track Fun track to race on. Yeah. Um, Eldora Speedway this past uh, weekend. A lot, lot of action there. Tyler Courtney. You were down there, weren't won you? Won the
2: All-Star yeah. Race. Justin Grant <laughs> won the Sprint Car Race. Uh-oh. Logan Seavey won the USAC Silver Crown. And the midget victor was Chris Windham. I'm just going on memory. Am I right? Uh,
0: you're doing uh, Saturday night, right?
2: Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. So I Got was going to gonna, was gonna
0: start with Friday. Rico <laughs> Abreu was the World of Outlaw uh, winner there. Mike Mitchell Moles uh, won the USAC Midgets. And then Saturday was Chris Wyndham in the Midgets. Uh, Justin Grant, and this, uh, USAC sprints. Tyler Courtney in the All-Stars and Logan Seavey. Yeah,
1: There's the an Silver echo in here. It, there
0: <laughs> is. It's crazy. How did uh, Kaylee uh, finish?
2: The uh, Kay- U- Kaylee struggled. Um in both the midget and the silver crown car. She had never raced a silver crown car at Eldora, but uh, on that, it's not something, as you know, Ron, it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, it takes a while to get to a level of comfort, especially at a super speedway like Eldora. I mean, these guys run on little quarter mile bull rings. They get to Eldora, it's like Talladega, you know. Um, So she struggled a bit, but she did, you know, she qualified fourth for the feature, the silver crown feature in her first attempt. Um, I know she would have liked to have finished better, uh, but, uh, you know, and and uh, she's going places. You know, keep in mind, just a few days before that Eldora race, she finished second in a USAC National Midget Series event. Uh, her teammate, Buddy Kofoid, won the race, but she finished second. That ties the record as the highest finishing female driver in a USAC nat- National Midget race. Wow. So she's, she's very skilled. She, I mean, she's the only... Woman that's ever transferred to the A main and the Chili Bowl. I mean she's right. she's got some she's got some skills. And I, you I'm, got the interview with. Him. I'm a big fan. Oh yeah, and people love her. She's wonderful.
0: Check that out on History uh, Mystery Man.
2: That's the place.
0: That's the latest episode there. Uh, World of Outlaw. Now it's energy drink uh, sprint cars. Uh, as we mentioned, Rico Abreu picked up the win Friday night at Eldora. Uh, Saturday was Brad Sweet at Sharon Speedway in uh, Case Construction uh, Late Models. The World of Outlaws again. Um, State Line Showdown at Boyd's Speedway Friday night Jimmy Owens picking up the win Saturday night Ryan Gustin was your winner Lucas Oil Late Model uh, Dirt Series the Jackson 100 this past weekend at Brownstone Speedway Hudson O'Neill won Friday night with uh, Tim McCready picking up the win on Saturday. NASCAR Action Tyler Reddick picked up the uh, win in the Auto Trader Echo Park Automotive 500 at Texas Motor Speedway that was plagued with some weird tire issues
1: all day long yeah Boy, that was
2: well what like i missed it what what, they what, kept what, what cutting happened tires
0: down. tires tires, tires going and down and the, the, the th- guys th- leading the race would cut a tire yeah. down just... which ones
2: was it a specific Harvick right front no, i mean oh, no i mean like was it the right front tire right or the, rear i think the right, right
1: right rear or or frequently left fronts they could not oh that's a
2: new one yeah, yeah thir- was
1: weird thir- 30 laps seemed to be the the edge of tires going crazy on somebody's car
0: and there was some uh, tempers flaring too and nascar handed that's out some penalties we'll we'll talk about here in just well, a moment. well
2: alex bowman did he have an incident because he is he under concussion protocol yes. not racing this yes weekend. that's
0: one of my new stories
2: i'm sorry darn it got my thumb
0: <laughs> um <laughs> xfinity that's yeah, all right xfinity action and actually noah gregson is going to be filling in for him uh okay. he, noah gregson won the xfinity race saturday the andes uh, frozen custard 300 at texas um other notes, uh Bobby Pierce was the winner last night of the Castrol Flow Racing Night in America event at Tomic. And uh, as we mentioned, Tuesday's Sheldon Hodden Shield High Limit uh, Buckeye Brawl at Wayne County was canceled due to rain. Fifty two sprint cars showed up for that event. Wow.
2: Yeah, it was fixing to be one whale of a show. And it, you know, it was it was you know how this goes in the dirt track world. It was cold all day. It wasn't even it was beyond cool. It got cold, very little sun. Uh, so the track was super-duper heavy, be man. hammered Oh, <laughs> man, you know it, but um, we, we didn't get to see it.
0: Uh, thanks to Big D's Pizza subs, Ridge, Chicken and & More, and Clyde. Call them now, 419-547-1444. Order online, order bigdspizza.com. Make sure to follow Big D's on Facebook for special offers and the latest menu items. Uh, Wednesdays, important thing for, uh, for you, Ron, uh, seniors get a 10% discount, 55 uh, and order, order older. And make um, sure to ask for the discount when you're ordering. Yeah. Big D's and Clyde,
1: <laughs> Make Big Another D's. year, maybe. Not think, on price.
0: <laughs> also, uh, they're hiring uh, drivers and kitchen help. I'm sure race car drivers could apply for that. Really? Yeah. For off-season? Maybe. There you go. Off-season uh, work. There you go. Work for Big D's. Work for Dean Henry. Uh, Rambula Race Cars, uh, 734-856-7223. He's got race cars, parts, safety, equipment, service, um, spark plugs spark plugs uh temperature gauges yeah uh, everything a racer needs uh, especially now that the season's coming to an end uh, people tearing down their cars and uh, fixing things right
1: somebody was in today buying material to uh, rebody their car it's that time
0: are, did, are you still uh, having the sup- uh, supply chain issues or uh, things getting caught up a little. Things bit? Things are
1: looking a whole lot better, Scott. Right. I, I know. This like is with the motor oil, I asked you for oh earlier today. Boy, yeah. Okay. No, good. We're, we're good there. All right. Awesome, uh, Rob. Uh, was there supposed to be an oil filter with that too? Uh, yeah, I would like one. Yeah. Okay. I should we, replace that. I, I, think, I guess. Right? I guess the customer never asked for that. Well, I so figured I, you'd
0: have those in stock. I do. Let's see, Let's see. Uh, Peyton Sellers won the uh, Valley Star Credit Union 300 on Saturday night at uh, Martinsville uh, Speedway. Little paper clip track uh it was a uh late model race there after uh, one of the heat races andrew grady threw punches at uh davy callahan after an accident at the uh, end of that heat i actually have some video of
2: that he probably had it I coming
0: did you I, I didn't see what happened i didn't <laughs> uh, get the video of uh what happened did you on ever the get in a fight but... Ron?
2: fisticuffs over your career you did a lot of racing no. never
1: he's instigated See, he didn't say anything. He didn't deny it. <laughs> I always had a really big crew with me and people would come to my pit, see what was there and turn around and leave. Oh, all right, did you good, do this? Uh,
0: here, you can lean over and uh, you oh. can see the video here. Here we, here we go.
3: You know if you're inside that top 10, we got Oh my oh, go. god. A major fight oh. going on down here.
2: I want to know if the guy's helmet's
1: oh, on. Oh, and then he kicked car the car. Of that fly, was brilliant. the stuff going on. Andrew
2: Grady if his helmet's on, it means nothing other than bloody knuckles. Yeah, I think his helmet was still on. There. Oh, pff, big yeah. Deal. <laughs> eh. the,
1: the, the puncher was walking away holding his hand right at the end there, Scott. So.
0: Yeah, I wonder if he heard his toe kicking the the door. Yeah, too. probably. Uh, no further uh, information on any of that, though. You remember
2: when Michael? Simcoe did the judo oh, drop where he jumped of his through feet the windshield. Through that, the windshield. <laughs> that was classic. Oh my, and that, they
0: still play they that. Still I know. It, yeah,
2: yeah that made it to ESPN. And did he expect that he was going to go through the windshield? I don't know what he was thinking on that one. That was, that was a good. <laughs> he guy. went feet first. They yeah. got to give him credit.
0: <laughs> uh, NASCAR admitted to missing uh, Byron the Byron Hamlin clash under caution at Texas on Sunday, and uh, uh, we're going to review the incident. And they, in fact, did. They uh, find. William Byron, 25 points, or fined him $50,000 and docked him 25 points for spinning Denny Hamlin under caution in, uh, in that race. Byron drops from third in the playoff standings to below the cut line. Uh, Hendrick Motorsports has also been docked 25 owner points as well. Byron admitted after the race the contact was intentional, although he didn't mean to wreck Hamlin. And Hamlin was kind of pissed because he didn't get his position back. Wait a minute.
2: Wait, you said the contact was intentional, but yeah. he didn't mean to wreck him. He didn't mean to wreck him. He just meant he, to, to bump okay. him. Okay. All, All
1: right. It right. uh, sounded like an Earnhardt comment to me. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to rattle his cage yeah, a little. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to stick him in the fence. Uh, Will
0: or uh, excuse me, Ty Gibbs was also uh, fined. He got fined seventy five thousand dollars and Ooh. docked twenty five points for door slamming Ty Dillon. On pit Road during the uh, cup race at Texas, crew members from other teams were nearby when Gibbs hit Dylan's car, causing it to swerve. No crew members or officials were hit. Uh, they also penalized Gibbs 25 uh, driver points and docked the uh, 2311 Racing uh, 25 car points, the, the owner there for 25 owner points uh, for that.
1: Whatever happened to have at it, boys? Well, I think this was
0: on pit road, and he kind of door. I didn't miss this part, but I guess he doored him on pit road and caused him to swerve towards some uh, people where they were pitting and had crew members out on the track or out on pit road. So that I could see justifying a little bit higher fine there, where you're putting people's lives in danger.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Ta- <laughs> but, taking but, the but, tempers but, to Talladega but, but now. But, the, but yeah. the Ham, but the Hamlin incident was on the racetrack, correct?
0: Un- under caution, correct. That was only fifty thousand dollars. $25, Again, $25. what
1: happened to have at it, boys? NASCAR's changing their mind on that? I don't, I don't know. Well, you're
2: not allowed to fight anymore, are you? I mean, it's, yeah.
1: well, I don't know. I don't, yeah. Maybe if it's in front of the grandstands. That, uh, t- that was Earl's big deal. Yeah, there you go.
0: Uh, Lane Racing, do you hear about this? Uh, they announced uh, last Friday, uh, this past Friday, I, I should say, that they parted ways with driver Cap Hunt Henry and uh, crew chief Zach Myers uh, Lane Racing stated they do plan to finish out the season with the All Stars, but no further explanation was given. So uh, the last three races, right before the last three races of the season, they are way some weird. I sh- I should yeah, have he was
1: high in the points. Or, yeah, too, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, he was doing pretty good. Yeah. So
1: yeah, uh, I, I I read that Scott and I I just I did not understand it. It made, made no sense.
0: Yeah. And I, I saw a post from uh, Cap because I'm friends with him on Facebook as well, saying that you know. Kind of to him, he was shocked. It, it kind of came out of the blue too. So, I, I don't know if there's more. I'm sure there is more underneath of there. Uh, that must something.
2: There always but, is. Yeah.
0: But
1: cutting ties that late in the season, uh, yeah,
0: it doesn't make sense.
2: Kind of just ride it out, huh?
0: Yeah. Wait, the, Fremont uh, is the last race of the All Star season, and that's next. Yeah, next weekend for the Jim Joy. Is that the
2: final All Star show?
0: Yeah, they wrap up their season there at uh, at Fremont. Um, did you see the Kyle Lagru uh, crash I did not video Fremont Speedway well uh, Cory McCoy he put Kyle LeGru in uh, his uh, dirt truck on Saturday night the number 36 and he was involved in a scary crash that was streamed live on Facebook I I didn't grab the video for that if you want to see it you have to be friends with Corey McCoy and because it was streamed live there where you could see the emergency person he I guess uh, lost consciousness like three times you got hit right, right in the driver's door and uh, he lost consciousness a few times and and the paramedics are like right there in front of the camera and you hear everything that's going on. it was uh, pretty crazy pretty scary deal but uh, I guess he uh, got a concussion and uh, and bruised up but otherwise okay so and Corey is done. Uh, putting people in his trucks he yeah, says yeah.
1: i told cory if he wants the truck back together get a hold of me and, and that which which one the the old 911 the uh, one that's the 36m yeah i told him okay. if he wanted it for the end of the season races we'd we'd work on it but he was pretty adamant that yeah not yet not yet
0: uh, the uh, twenty twenty three IndyCar series uh, schedule has been released. It includes no new tracks, no new events uh, subtracted either from twenty twenty two, but there are a few tweaks to the seventeen race slate this year. The season, or, yeah, this year the season began on February twenty eighth. Uh, next year, it's going to uh, shift one week later to March fifth for the uh, Grand Prix of Saint Petersburg. The Chevrolet uh, Grand Prix of Detroit moves uh, from Belle Isle to the streets of downtown Detroit, back to where it used to be years ago. I think was the only time I went yeah. to it was in one of the streets that was downtown. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Other than that, no real news uh, from IndyCar.
1: Other uh, than Jimmy Johnson.
0: Jimmy Johnson,
1: uh, has, yeah. has said that he is done running IndyCar full-time and that he may...
0: He wants to do the double. The right. uh, Indy he, he uh, Memorial pick, Weekend he Double, He may pick and called.
1: choose uh, a couple of events. He's not retiring from racing, but he's done racing full-time Car. He may run a, a cup race. He may come to... He
0: wants to do the Coke 600 and the uh, Indianapolis 500.
1: Maybe he can come to Oakshade. I'm sure well, no, I'm nobody's going <laughs> to kick him out. Um,
0: as uh, was mentioned earlier, Alex Bowman, who is uh, last in the playoff standings, is going to miss Sunday's Cup race at Talladega due to experiencing concussion-like symptoms. Uh, That was just announced this afternoon. Noah Gregson's going to fill in for Bowman, and it sounds like he's got to win next weekend, assuming he's cleared to race the next weekend, to uh, be able to continue on in the playoffs. And finally, Gary Heller, father of uh, 1999 Oakshade Raceway 360 Sprint Champion, passed away last Thursday. He was 79. And that's yeah, it's Todd's dad? dad? Ted, Todd's dad, yes. Okay. Yep. Yes. Um, Now it's time to play uh, how many for a Big D's Pizza. Last week's how many was how many sportsmen and Modifieds would be at Oakshade on Saturday. There, there were 40.
1: That was an, an amazing car yeah. count. That was a lot more than what I thought we were going to have. Isn't right. that
2: common at Oakshade, a whole bunch of cars?
0: It's, it's kind of come
2: down. It's kind of like and your and trademark, recent, isn't
1: it? Yeah. There's usually. Compared to other tracks, we're... Oak Shade is still still up there, still up there, but it. Everybody's it, feeling it, it. It, it. It's not two in the morning, kind no, of no, kind yeah. Of crazy. Yeah.
0: Uh, Roddy Schroyer, who was in the studio last week, he was closest. He picked thirty eight. You picked uh thirty six. I picked thirty seven. So I guess I was closer than you.
1: So. I wasn't. I was really yeah. impressed with the number of modifieds that were there.
0: Yeah, I think there was only thirteen sportsmen, and the rest were twenty seven modifieds.
1: Right. Maybe, maybe that's going to play into what cars race there in the future. Uh, maybe I don't know.
0: Uh, Melissa Hubbert, Hulbert, uh was our uh, listener winner. She picked really? forty. Uh, Dean Henry actually also picked forty as well, uh, but he owns the pizza place, so I'm sure he can He's, get free he, pizza whenever he wants.
1: He got the black flag, there but you good go. job, Dean. Um, I'll tell.
0: Oh, yeah, he knows what's going on there. Okay. I'll have to talk to Dean after the show. Yeah. That's about the Cap Henry stuff, I believe. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Melissa Hulbert, you have 30 days to claim your pizza from uh, Big D's Pizza. Get a hold of me or Dean Henry or uh, or Big D's uh, to claim your pizza. This week's how many? A chance to win a Big D's Pizza next week. How many dirt trucks are going to be at Fremont on Saturday night?
1: Oh. Well, you won Sorry. last week. Well, I did not win. Roddy did. but I Yeah, but was, you came in second.
0: I'm going to say 30. 28 because i was going to say 29 but Corey's not going to be there running his truck so
1: you want to chime in on this one no (laughs) (laughs) i'm not up to
2: speed on the uh, fremont trucks so i'm not either so oh really i'll I'll make it easy
0: on you i'm going with 26 dean picked my number too so that's good you're going with 26 yes okay 25 25 for don okay
1: i figured he'd go right in the middle
0: Uh, if you like a chance to win a uh, Big D's Pizza, put your guess in our Facebook Live comments or the YouTube Live. Uh, if you're listening to us on the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, uh, we'll give you until Saturday, 4 o'clock Eastern time to uh, get your guess in. Just uh, You just got to pull up our Facebook page. Find the Facebook Live broadcast from Thursday night. Put your guess in. As long as it's before 4 o'clock on Saturday, you're entered to win that Big D's Pizza. Whoever's closest will get that. If we have a tie, we'll spin the Big D's Pizza wheel to determine. And it's not like the price is right. If you go over, it, it's whoever's closest.
1: That's right. So
0: there you go. There's your rules. Uh, this weekend's Big D's Pizza Racing menu, we have Montpelier Motor Speedway. The Harvest Spectacular. Uh, do note they have changed the uh, times for this. Uh, late models, 2000 to win. Ooh, uh, UMP modified super stock, street stocks, Hornets, uh, gates open at one 30, I believe it maybe two 30, uh, in racing. They had changed the racing thing to three 30 for their fall hours. I guess it's a little too early. The track was drying out. So the he, Larry Bowes listened to, uh, what people were saying. They pushed it back to five o'clock to start. time. Isn't he at gas
2: city now, Larry?
0: He does both. He yeah. does both and Winchester.
2: Oh, my Lord. I didn't know that. I thought he left yeah. Montpelier to go to Gas City. but He left
0: Eldora to go to Montpelier, and then he acquired Gas City and Winchester. And,
2: he's, like, doing all three, though. Was, I know Winchester doesn't run but a handful yeah. a year, but that that's – I tell you what, he might be the – besides outside of Earl Baldus, Larry Bowes might be the hardest working human in racing that I, I've ever come against.
0: I mean – Yeah, yeah. I get tired just he, thinking about he him did, running all these plates. Like
2: those three-day shows at Eldora when he was there, he did not sleep. There's, there's no way. I mean, he was up, you know, he did everything there between clean out the bathrooms at night to the grandstands to running the show the next day. He, I don't know how he did it, uh, but as far as workload, I don't know that any man car- carried a bigger one. What was the he, name he was of the amazing.
1: gentleman that did the track prep that we had on the show? for Eldora. Oh, of course you're going to put me on
0: the spot. I don't I can't remember. Right. Yeah. I have to look.
1: But uh, boy oh, boy. He he's he's, he's puts in long sounded hours. Sounded like he had a lot on his plate.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean Earl Baldus didn't go didn't sleep either on race weekends. He he'd, he'd be up carving the track all night. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh so uh, my pillier, 5 o'clock race time $20 uh, for general admission on Saturday nights Sandusky Dusky Speedway. Uh it's the Bev Jaycox Memorial Cavalcade presented by Budweiser featuring Outlaw Late Models. First time the Late Models have been to Sandusky Speedway in a few years. Ohio Wheelman Series, uh, Modifieds, Pure Stocks, Renegades. And these next uh, classes will also be having features on Saturday. Uh, National Touring Compact Series, Must See Midwest Light Series, the Crate Sprints. uh, And Beginner Stocks, Barberton Compacts, Barberton Trophy Stock, Rising Star, and Warrior. Oh, that's a lot of classes.
1: Oh uh, yeah.
0: Uh, gates open at two racing at six 30 general admission, $15. No, oh, we should have done. We should have done. I should have had Chris Mize talk to him and say, what time do you predict you're going to be done with all those classes on Saturday night? He and likes to be done at 10 the,
1: and then use, use, use that, that for the for how, how many, many? Yeah. yeah.
0: What time are they? About? And then uh, Sunday, second day for the uh, cavalcade, um, Oh, before I get to that, I almost, almost skip Fremont. Fremont, uh, mm-hmm. back to Saturday. Fremont uh, Federal Credit Union uh, Track Championship night with the 410s, 305s, the dirt trucks. Gates open at 4, racing at 7, general admission 15 bucks at Fremont Speedway. Then Sunday, it's day two of the Bev J. Cox Memorial Cavalcade presented by Budweiser with the Outlaw Late Models, the Ace Racing League, Ohio Wheelman Series, National Touring Compact Series, Must See Midwest Light Series, Modifieds, Pure Stocks, and Renegades. Gates open at noon, racing it to general admission,
1: 20 bucks. Dave Kemmer says Rob Platfoot. Rob
0: Platfoot, yes.
1: And uh, Dean Henry wants to know if uh, you're aware that Gary Beale is restoring Raleigh's uh, El... spring. Yes. <laughs> Are you asking cars? me? Yes. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen it. I, okay. I, I
2: went to see it. I. I did a three-part series video series on Raleigh Beal, my first hero, and part one of those segments was a feature going to Gary Beal's shop in okay. Indiana. And checking in on the progress. Uh, that That's the really? car that Raleigh broke his leg in at Redding, Pennsylvania in 1967. He would have won the championship that year. He was way out in front. He still finished third in points and missed the last six shows or something, but he would not have been beat that year. But late in the season, he tumbled hard under the lights at Redding on the old fairgrounds and broke his leg. Uh, Greg Weld ended up winning the championship that year. But, that yeah, that's a, it's an old Alfader chassis. And I've seen, it's beautiful. It's 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 going to be absolutely spectacular.
0: How far along were they in the restoration when you saw it?
2: Mm, I'm going to call it halfway, but he's a lot closer now. But a lot of it, you know, Ron, you know, it's the parts trying to find. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Do they make parts still? (laughs) When you have to fabricate, make some. Yeah. 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 Back then, but I mean, there's a lot of original parts on that car too, like the chassis, you know. Uh, so, other series
0: cool. action this weekend, the uh, World of Outlaw National Energy Drink uh, Sprint Cars will be at Williams Grove Speedway on Friday and Saturday for Champion Racing Oil National Open. National, yeah, Champion Racing Oil Nationals o- National Open. National Open. Okay. They're racing at Williams Grove. Uh, the uh, World of Outlaw Case Construction late models were uh, kind of rained out due to Hurricane uh, Ian. Uh, they were originally supposed to be at Cherokee Speedway in South Carolina on uh, Friday and then at uh, uh, Sonoya in Georgia. So yeah, probably on Saturday. Wide. So pr- probably a good idea to cancel that due to the safety issues as well. Uh, the res- uh, For the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, the rescheduled Hillbilly 100 is tonight. Tyler County Speedway going on right now. Probably have to go check that out as soon as we bug out here. And uh, the Great Lakes 50 at Raceway 7. Has been canceled. That was scheduled for tomorrow night. That is due to excessive rainfall amounts in Northeast Ohio. I guess they got like three to six inches wow. over the past couple of days over there. The uh, 34th annual Pittsburgher at Pittsburgh's uh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway is still on for Saturday night, though, for the of Lucas now. Oil. Yes. Ark Menard series back in action for the uh, Her Snacks. 200. Salem. Salem Speedway, that's right. Uh-oh. Four o'clock. Are you going to be there?
2: No, no. They It's a track enterprises promotion, Bob Sargent, and they bring all their own people. So they said you can stay home on that one. I, I, w- I w- would have loved to have been there for that.
0: Uh, that's four o'clock on Saturday. You can catch that on MAV TV. Uh, NASCAR Camping World Truck Series back in action at Talladega. On Saturday at uh, 12.30 on FS1. Xfinity Series uh, Sparks 300 at Talladega later on Saturday at 4 o'clock. That'll be on USA. And the NASCAR Cup Series uh, Yellowwood 500 at Talladega Sunday at 2 o'clock. That'll be on NBC. And... Uh, I think Ryan Weekman is ghosting us. I haven't really got a response back uh, for the past two weeks for the weather.
1: Now, he was supposed to call me Monday or Tuesday uh, about our park project, and uh, I haven't heard from him yet.
0: I don't know if he was working today because I didn't get up early enough. Okay, he
1: Yeah, he said he was going to call me Monday or okay. Tuesday and didn't. So,
0: yeah. We're, He's a busy guy. We're going to have to yell at him. Well, we don't pay him enough either. We pay him as much as we paid you to come here tonight. You know, like a bowl of Fruit Loops <laughs> <Yeah>. or something? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Anyways, the weather for uh, all those tracks, uh, Sandusky, Fremont, and uh, my pillier, It's We're not supposed to get any rain. It's going to be fine. Yeah, it's all good. It'll be a little cool. So, dress warm. You'll be good. Um, and no Hammer Down hotline playback. I think we're going to drop that feature. Really? Yeah, nobody's been calling the Hammer Down hotline. So, uh we'll we'll put it up here one last time if uh you do want to call, leave a message, we'll anything about racing. 419-318-3081. It's 419-318-3081. You can call, leave a message, or text anytime day or night.
2: You you know why they're not calling? They're probably looking for one of those red dial phones and they can't find one, so
0: or they're watching us on their phone. Yeah, so. okay. <laughs> and then they forget the number by the time it's over. So yeah. write it down. Take a screenshot right now, Four one nine three one eight three zero eight one. Uh And if you're listening to us on a podcast that's audio only.
1: Maybe you can beg just, us not to discontinue it.
0: There you go. Otherwise, uh, yeah, I think we'll probably have to get rid of that next week. It just seems to be one of those things. Uh, So that's about it for uh, this edition of the Hammerdown Racing Report. Thanks to associate producer Dave Kemmer and contributors Matt Swander, John Young, Doug Dock, and Bob Stazak. Make sure to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Hammer Report. Follow us on YouTube. Listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Check us out at HammerdownRacingReport.com and uh, make sure to rate and review us and share us with your friends and uh, a History Mystery Man. Do that too because that helps with all the algorithms and all Absolutely! That good stuff. Thanks so, for having me. Yes.
2: appreciate it.
0: Uh, thanks to our sponsors: Oakshade Raceway, Big D's Pizza, Ron Miller Race Cars, Freeze Frame Photos, Dominator Race Products, Headhunters Barber Studio and Salon in Perrysburg. And thanks uh, again to uh, History Mystery Man. Doug You're Madball welcome. For uh, joining us for a 250th edition of the Hammerdown Racing Report. Special. I'm honored. Next week on the show, uh, I think we're going to do uh, something Arca related, as uh, Arca series is going to be wrapping up there. Season at Toledo Speedway next Saturday.
1: I thought it'd be
2: good.
0: Yeah, so pick an ARCA driver, and now uh, is that
2: mid-October that race?
0: It's October eighth, as a matter of fact. Oh, so a uh, week from Saturday. Nice, and that's going to be the finale. Usually uh, Toledo has their ARCA race in May, but they, year, their good.
2: finale used to be for years at Kansas Speedway. Oh, right. Now they just brought it home, which is yeah. super cool. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking, and it. it's a short track, so. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the last championship they had there. Ricky Stenhouse and uh, Scott Speed knocked each other out. It was, ex- and then Justin Allgaier went on to win the thing. It was uh, really exciting.
1: Some household names there. Yeah.
2: Whatever happened to Scott Speed at. though? I don't know. That's
0: your homework assignment for next week. What happened to Scott's? Call meeting? the hotline. Okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Call the hotline. Let us know. 318 no, <laughs> 3, yeah, yeah. That's the one. There you go. All that's right. Well, see you guys next week, uh, Thursday, 7 o'clock, live, Facebook.
1: Happy, happy 250th. Yeah, time.
0: we'll be back for the 251st one.
1: You don't look old enough.
0: I don't look a day under 249. That's it. See you next week. Goodbye. Adios. You have been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report, available on demand on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy.